Hey, welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with absolutely nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies, streaming, Six Flags, everything under the sun. Grab a couch. Uh, Let's get yeah. to it. Cut this shit. In fairness, we didn't argue over Six Flags. No, it was but it's just a very it's a tense time. You ride rides, I <sighs> don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We, we do it very differently. We yeah. both wanted to throttle every employee at Six Flags. So that's we had that in common. Which is unfortunate because a lot of them are young kids. But um, it wasn't, it was just, it's more of a, I think it's a CEO failure, guys. It's not just, you know, we should stop talking about it, but maybe they'll send us a season pass or like a free ride or like They a are not going to do anything for us. They, would, they hate us. Six Flags no, is evil. I know. They don't even listen. I know. They really, it's, yeah. Um, but the crazy ride is pretty great. So ooh. I'll plug that. <laughs> um, okay. Mm. I have been dying to tell you about a recipe. Okay. We haven't done, we haven't talked recipes in a while. No. And I made, oh, so everyone knows I don't eat carbs, blah, blah, blah. So annoying. Mm-hmm. So I found a recipe called egg roll in a bowl. Okay. And it's like the filling of an egg roll bowl style. I served it over rice for my boys. I didn't have any rice. It was a pork recipe, but you could make it with a vegetarian crumble so easily. <gasps> it's tons of cabbage and carrots and scallion in this ginger, garlic, delicious sauce. It was so good. Oh, my. The whole family was like, it's like emptying egg rolls, and it was so good. Fantastic. I love that. Yes. I finally, yes. for the first time, I don't, we're doing recipes. Guys, this isn't really normal. Like, usually we talk about our go-go dancing days and stuff. So hang hang with us. But <laughs> I did like a, um, a pesto, a pesto primavera for the first time in my adult life. And it went over like gangbusters. I love pesto and I love making them. And my boys have both told me they (gasps) don't care for pesto anymore. Oh, no. What? Oh, God. It's sad but true. When are you moving out? Yep. (laughs) I have been slowly. Yeah. They don't don't notice. I call it cleaning. Yeah. That's the way to do it. I've had a storage space for years, but I don't, I hope Patrick doesn't take that personally because he's listening, you know, (laughs) just to get rid of stuff, sweetheart. Not you. Although I have, don't worry about it. I have to say, I did. Do you guys know about this home swap thing? I have been like, that's my new porn. I got off Redfin because who can afford to like go actually buy real estate? It's insane. Uh Um, But my new porn is is home swap websites. Oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. I'm giving her the quizzical home. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Mm -hmm. So you can actually sign up for these websites and like meet other people who also have homes in cool cities and be like, hey, I want to go to Paris for two weeks. Do you want to come to L.A. for two weeks? And they're like, sure. And it can be simultaneous. Mm-hmm. Or you go, oh, I have to go visit my relatives for two weeks, you know, in Boston. So why doesn't somebody come and stay in my house? And then you get points. And then you can use those accrued points to go stay in Spain or Greece or Hawaii or uh, Dallas. That's so cool. I mean, you could go to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? There's a no, lot of choices. No one wants to go to Dallas. <laughs> That's I bet somebody would. I mean, I think Dallas. I've is spent nice. time in Dallas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I prefer Austin, but you know, haven't been to Dallas in a while. They have a Six Flags I, there. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
because uh, that's what I want to do. I want to go to other cities and go to Six Flags. Six Flags, if you will sponsor us and give us a good experience, we, the Mandy's, the famous world-renowned Mandy's, will travel to Dallas and go to Six Flags. Sure. <laughs> yep. By Six Flags, you mean Dealey Plaza and the Sixth Floor Museum, right? Def- that's that's yeah. my jam. Okay. Definitely. I've never heard of Home Swap, but that sounds like a very bright idea if it really works. Uh, but can people just trash their home? It's that's not how it works. It's like a another another home swap website is called more accurately people like us. And it's a whole thing where it's mm. like, listen, if you're not precious about your, you know what I mean? If you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get mm-hmm. it. I'll stay in your house. You'll stay in mine. We're all friends here. It, there is a certain mm. amount of trust. And I think people probably sign waivers. I don't know. I'll get back to you. We'll see. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll message you from Zimbabwe when I'm swapping there. Oh, perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like a wife swap, but with homes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I haven't really found I'd a... Do, I would do a wife swap. You would? Is that weird? I would totally love to step into somebody else's life for a week and see what it's like. Sure. And you know, if their kids are obnoxious, I would want to break them like horses. <laughs> like I'm so... I want to get in there and... <laughs> yeah. I'd want to go in and life coach everybody. <laughs> that sounds then, so nurturing and wonderful. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I... I, I they should make a show like that. <laughs> <laughs> They've made several. Uh, like, I want to be super nanny and wife swapping all of it all in one. Oh, you are. You are. Oh. Yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> I guess that would be a great way to, maybe we could combine the two. You know what I mean? I want to stay mm-hmm. in Paris and I want to discipline your children. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Although according to you, French kids don't need discipline. No, they don't. It's so much better over there. It really is. Yep. If, if anybody's yep. raising a baby, uh, definitely check out that book, Bringing Up Bibe, because it will teach you everything you need to know about raising children. What? It's, a, it's like you said, babe, twice. Bibe. I know you're speaking French, but oui. Oui, I'm sorry. It's the accent you do not like. Um, I'm listening to a book uh, called The Paris Apartment, and it's just a fun Lucy Foley murder mystery, basically. Oh. And, uh, it takes place in Paris, and one of the the French-accented narrators was saying, I was listening to that song by the Ya yeah, Ya yeah, Ya's, and I was like, wouldn't they be the wee wee wees? Oh, God, that is sublime. Thank That's got to feel real good. And I think I said it out loud on my walk this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that Entertaining makes... myself and the neighbors, you know. Oh, that makes it even better. I I love yeah. that. I'm listening to Randy Rainbow and I his book, Playing With Myself, uh-huh. and I've really yeah. loved it. I, I feel like I'm spending personal time with him. And now he's yeah. getting real famous and all of his stories are like, and I had the pleasure of, and I went here and I'm getting a little bit jealous if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, I liked it better yeah. when you were struggling and now I'm just hearing about all of your your luck. Right. And his and journey well was interesting because he didn't pay a lot of dues in the industry whatsoever. No, you know, he he said when I moved to New York, I wasn't really I didn't audition. I didn't put myself out there. Yeah. I just started making a couple funny videos that caught fire. Yes. And, and then I took over the world. That's exactly so right. He created a different path. I admire the hell out of him and he works really hard. But yes, part of me is like, what? You didn't <laughs> wait on long, long equity lines with people like me. And, you know. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, it's pretty amazing. He was like, I'm going to be surrounded by Broadway my entire life. To be fair, he knows a lot more about Broadway than I do. Like, that's not a job I could do. Sure. 
And if you wanted to go interview Broadway people, you could, but that would mean standing in lines and you hate lines. So sure, you, you can't share Randy Rainbow's path. I don't, I don't want to. I mean, although <laughs> oh, uh, his videos. Uh, the the idea if I could marry him and become Mandy Rainbow, that would be Oh my God, why hasn't that happened already? He's looking, you know, he's single looking to mingle, apparently. He is single. Yeah. He says that very clearly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe you're the answer. I, I don't see any issues with that <laughs> romance whatsoever. Not right offhand. No. Okay. But I'm right. a, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of dreamers, I don't know. That was a terrible segue. But wow. it, yeah, I know. Because she's kind of a dreamer. The main character in uh, 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 Not Dead Yet, which is what we watched this week. Uh, it's on Hulu and ABC, a pure, real standard, lovely, single cam ABC sitcom starring Gina Rodriguez and Hannah Simone. Um, and I, you might know some of the other actors. I did not know them before this, but I super love Lauren Ash. Lauren Ash is it's stealing the show and Rick Glassman playing her roommate. Yes. But let's, and Josh Bandet. I love him. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let's tell everybody what the show is about. Oh, yeah. Should we play the trailer? Before we just start, we sure should. Let's do it. Thanks, Pete. After 15 years as a journalist, I've learned it's important to grab the reader's attention with a catchy headline. Local woman ruins own life. Five years ago, Nell Serrano threw away a promising career to move to London for a man. Now she's back, and the weird roommate she met on Craigslist is not passive-aggressive at all. I'd like to do a proper kitchen table. There's plenty of places you could eat. Eat in your bedroom, or you could eat on the couch if you put a blanket down. You could even eat in the bathroom if you're a monster. All right. You are late. Oh. But I told everyone that your phone was still set on UK time and that you were donating blood. Okay, so act kind of woozy. Oh, God. Oh, no. Hide me. Yeah, now Lexi is your boss now. What? I know. I'm so sorry. I know that I can be kind of harsh, intense, and attractive. So, what are you going to put me on? City B? Crime B? The dead B. Oh, my God. You're putting me on obituaries? Everyone has a story, and it's your job to find it. <gasps> Don't you come any closer. I will kill you. Don't bother. I'm already dead. Oh, my God. You're putting me on obituary? Ta-da! Uh-uh. No, I do not see dead people. Are you okay? I just got home and I heard you scream. Fun fact, you're the only one that can see me. No! Yep. No! Yep. No! 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 I don't know the trailer by heart, so I just want to make it clear. Gina Rodriguez has had her heart broken and gone back to the local newspaper where they said, we'll welcome you back, but you have to write the obituaries. And for some reason... Whenever she's writing an obituary, the person she is writing about shows up yes. as a ghost yes. and haunts her until the obituary gets published and then she can move on to the next ghost. Yes, yes. And it okay. was inspired by a book, which I there are so, I haven't uh, read yet, but I'm dying to read it. Confessions of a 40-something F up. Uh, what? Red, okay. I have a big issue right off the top. Did you read the book? No. Oh. The book is called what? Confessions of a 40-something. And then Hollywood gets their hands on it and makes it an an early 30s-something. Gina Rodriguez is 37, but she looks 30, you know. Yeah, that's adorable. mm -hmm, That's true. So why do they age it down? Yeah, that's a good point. Damn you, Hollywood. I a thousand percent agree with that. It didn't occur to me till now, but I'm always writing things and people are like, well, how old are they? I'm like, does it matter? I don't even... I don't really think about 
age like that. You don't see age. I don't see age. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's... Or um, musical talent. I don't see that either. We're all one. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they should keep it a 40-something. I, I just assumed that Gina Rodriguez was 40-something in this thing. Nope. No. Yeah. It, and it, it does tick me off because that means everybody's aged down. Right. And I didn't read the book, so maybe there's... I, I have no idea, but it just was. It does lower. I would the, rather watch a, a you know, yes. a cast full of forty somethings or a woman in her forties dealing with the newspaper being run by people in their late twenties, early thirties. Oh, you? That's interesting to me. Really, have got to start running some shows here. Your insights on television are pristine. They really are. You know, we never Thank agree you. on anything, but you—that is exactly right. Her dealing with younger people being her boss, or her like. Uh, dealing uh, much higher stakes if she's failing in life and she's in her mid-40s right. and she got dumped. and um, Right. Yeah. And the roommate who I love, Rick Glassman, we'll talk about him. But wouldn't it be interesting if she were 43 years old? Yeah. Living with this yeah. young whippersnapper, 29-year-old yeah. with a strong personality. That would be fascinating. You are absolutely right. I agree. But it makes it more indie uh, because here's the thing, and this is true. I can't tell you how many times I write characters in their 40s, right? And I'm, Mm -hmm. but I'm writing them having like, I'm in my 30s type of problems, which is the like, Mm -hmm. I'm single, like, I don't quite have my shit together, I'm struggling, whatever. But guess what? People in their 40s also have these issues. But if you write people in their 40s struggling, the, the feedback across the board is always like, yeah, but why don't they have their shit together? Like, what do you really believe that somebody in their 40s would still be dealing with this? And I get so mad when I hear that feedback because I'm like, what right. are you? Yes, it, people don't get their shit together. People still struggle or they thought they had their shit together and then they have to pivot when they're 40. Like, of course. But it's it's really interesting. Right. They don't buy that there would be adult roommates in their 40s. They don't buy, you know, that someone would be right. would run off after a man to London at the age of 40. Like, it's really interesting. Right. Yeah. And and wrong. Um, the there's not an opening title sequence. There's a very quick uh, black screen yeah. and these phrases pop up that I love. And yep. the phrases are not grown up yet, not happy yet, not married yet, not dead yet. And there's more of them. I didn't write them all down. Yeah. But that gets me before I really knew the premise of the show that got me there. And I was like, "Ooh, interesting. This is what society says about women yep. and about people. You know, why aren't you this? Why aren't you this yet? Why aren't you this yet? So, yeah. Oh, uh, no, I think they it, earned the title very beautifully without even knowing the premise of the show actually being about ghosts. Yeah. Lingering. You know, it's it's a double meaning, man. I love it. And I didn't know that was coming. And, you know, I love ghost stuff. Uh, I don't know that about you. Oh, my God. How do you not know that about me? I, I, I have like kind of a ghost in my movie. Like, I love magical realism, dead people talking, uh, all that stuff. That CBS, I love the CBS sitcom ghosts. I just love this idea that we're constantly surrounded by people from the other side going, you know, that's what they say. Yeah. I'm working on (laughs) translating. I'm not much of a medium yet. It's all dead teachers from the Peanuts cartoon is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. For right now, yes. But there's some clear messages that will be coming through later in the podcast. So, Oh, great. (laughs) Um, yeah, I so I love the premise. I I love the the sort of um, 
the, what do you say, the weight of the like, hey, we're dealing with a woman who's having a I'm not enough, I'm not enough kind of crisis, which I love. And then I loved that she gets assigned to write the obituaries and then she gets these little ghosts as like for a a kind of, here's what you're going to see every episode because that's the big challenge of every TV writer, right? You might have a great story, Mm -hmm. but really every time you have to go and then every episode we have blah, blah, blah. And that's the Mm -hmm. hardest thing for people, right? Because usually you have these emotional arcs and you go like, yeah, but she's going to get better. How can I show that in the first episode? So having this thing that like every episode you're going to have the new dead person, I think is a brilliant device. I don't don't know if that's in the book. I I really want to read the book. Yeah, I have no idea um, about the book. But I will say that this everything in this show is something we have seen before. This is a very hybrid show. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, all of me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin meets Sex in the City. It's a very familiar feeling thing. Mm-hmm. And that worked against it for me in the beginning. I didn't know it was about dead people because I didn't watch the trailer. I just clicked play. Yeah. So I thought, oh, she's not dead yet. She's not married yet. Got it. She's going back to the paper. And then Martin Mull shows up as her first ghost. And that's when I started to enjoy the 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 show. Before that, it was very familiar. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and, and the characters are all familiar. And I'm not a huge fan of some of the performances. But then Martin Mull shows up, who I just love. I've loved him my whole life. And he, he grounded the whole thing, right? He had this character with deep regrets. Mm-hmm. And now he's haunting her. Yeah because he misses his living wife and it just the whole thing dropped in to the to a better tone a better pace a better quality of character for everybody yeah and can we play pete in that pilot episode martin mull's speech 1706 to 1754 please let me tell you something i was a prodigy on the piano i moved to california in the summer of love and i was going to make incredible music and I ended up writing Yummy Yum. Oh, no, same. I know. It's embarrassing. Because I wanted so much more. So I got angry. And I pushed people away. And eventually, I climbed out of my own ass and realized that there were people all around me, living their lives. Not caring about what life should be, but about what it is. And when I got that, Everything changed. I mean, look at that woman over there. She's not self-conscious, just enjoying life as it's happening right now. Martin Mull explains the whole thing, but from a very personal place, it doesn't feel like exposition. Yeah. You know, and he's talking about, I had big dreams. They didn't come true. You know, but I found living in the now. He says, my dreams didn't fully get realized. I got angry and I stopped caring about what life should be and started caring about what it is. Yeah, I rewound that. I actually rewound that so I could listen to that a couple of times. Wasn't it? It was very really great. Yes. And now everybody's heard it. So yeah, it was very that, profound. That elevated the whole thing for me. Yeah. You know, I really liked the uh, I liked the storyline of she was gone and then she came back and her bestie is now friends with their boss who they sort of had collectively made fun of. And Mm -hmm. I I know we've seen that a bunch of times, but like it's such Mm -hmm. a cringy kind of 
oh, I get that. I understand. I think I'm capable of pettiness like that. I don't like it and I get over it immediately. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't have any of that in me. So no, no, uh, yeah. no worries that our friends are hanging out with each other, liking each other more than us. <laughs> right. Uh, um, oh, hold on. I, this bluebird on my shoulder needs <laughs> needs a little seed. Let me just. Yeah. Yeah. I, I So I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed like I enjoy Hannah Simone. I have loved her since New Girl. I just think she's I, I she's just one of those people I just love watching her walk and talk and and I think her performance is really good. And I think the boss is really, really good. Josh Banday. I don't know him from anything else, but he is so funny and I love him and I want to hang out with him. Do you know him from anything else? No, but this is where you and I completely disagree. Oh, really? Yes. I I'm not a new girl fan. Oh. And I've never watched more. I, tr- you know, I've tried it and I'm very familiar with the three leads. Jeremy is watching it on his lunch breaks. He'll pop an episode in from the other room and I'm working in the kitchen and he's in the other room. And the voices and the amped up speech and all of the cutesy millennial, aren't we so adorable? Ad- what did she call herself? Adorkable <sighs> makes me cringe. Oh my God. I- I'm not a new girl fan. So then I'm watching Not Dead Yet. This person, this brunette appears and starts talking. And I'm like, oh, God, she sounds like from new girl. She sounds like new girl. I can't handle this kind of. Oh, my God. Adorkableness. That's so funny. And then I and then I looked her up and she is, in fact, from new girl. (laughs) Wow. I. Yeah, I don't care for the whole millennial tone of Josh Banday and Hannah Simone. Mm. I, tonally, it's not my humor. I I don't care for those scenes. I don't care for those performances. Oh, my God. Lo- to, no surprise. Lauren Ash as the boss yeah. is hilarious. She is very funny. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's really funny. Uh, I, I No surprise. New Girl was like must-see TV for me. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I hardly ever watch anything like that, but I, I know. loved it. I followed it. I was so into Jake oh. Johnson and Max Greenfield and like, oh, God, I love them. I just thought it was. I like them in other things. And I like Zoe Deschanel in other things. Interesting. I didn't, it was tonally very forced to me. I'm not a new girl fan. Oh, well. There I said it. Well, there you go. Yeah. That that just, no. So these were, this was kind of like, I actually I th- I think, you know, pilots are tough and I think network pilots are really tough because now you're going up against all the much edgier stuff out there. But I mm-hmm. really I think the writing is so good in this. Like I the 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 jokes are really solid. Like I actually laughed out loud, which I hardly ever do if it's just me watching because I didn't watch this with anybody. Right. Um, just right. like literally me and my laptop watching this laughing out mm-hmm. loud. I, I not every joke like uh, I, there's some misses, but like a lot of really really good jokes were that I that really kept me going. Like I watched three episodes, I was super into it. As as did I, um, because I had a reason for watching the third one. Oh. But I I actually I'm not laughing a lot. I I laugh at uh the boss. She's she's getting great writing and great. She's just evil and yeah and money puts it out there. <laughs> In a way that I think we've seen a lot of male characters be. Oh, yeah. And she is doing this. It And it's she's relishing every moment. And I really like that actress. Yes. But I'm more moved by the show. 
I guess because it has to do with realizing what you didn't accomplish when you were alive or, you know. So I'm finding it heartwarming. I love that now Martin Mull's widow is a character. Her name is Cricket and she runs a wine bar and she's savvy and smart and kind and she's formed a very touching friendship with Gina Rodriguez's character, even though they're 40 years apart in age. Yeah. And I'm loving that. I'm not laughing, but I care about them, you know, and I want to see them find happiness and yeah, complete their mission and all that. You, well, first of all, I think you love a wine bar location. Of course. Yeah, I think that's... And her name's Cricket. That's a great name. <laughs> it's really cute. I think that Cricket, uh, played by Angela Elaine Gibbs, might be a little upset that you say they're 40 years apart in age. That might... Uh, isn't that a bit much? Are, aren't we more like maybe 20? Or 30? What? Come on. Research department. <laughs> um, 40? She's not in her 80s. So, or oh, thir- No, she's in her 70s. She is? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. 1954. That's 70 oh years. She's 70? Oh, my goodness. Almost. She's almost 70. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Gina Rodriguez is 37. So, okay, 35 years I'm just, I'm just trying to protect Angela because she's a big listener. And, you know. I She's who I want to have, you know, coffee with. She's so warm. <laughs> yeah, and she's great. There's such a light in her eyes. She's great. <laughs> she was on Hacks, too. She's great. Oh, wait. What did she play on Hacks? Um, The guy's mom. Uh, the assistant's mom. Oh, my God. What? That's the same woman? Okay. Marcus. Marcus. I couldn't think of his name. That's really interesting because I I love her more on Hacks. She oh, has a totally, you don't like her on this? No, no, no. I like her, but I just kind of, I like, yeah. I like her, but I'm not, she's a very, she's a straight woman, right? So she's not super mm-hmm. funny and, and she's very kind and very like, she's a Disney princess version of this woman, right? Yeah. And this is networky. And so she's, yeah. you know, yeah, very wholesome and, and. On hack, she's very grounded and real oh, and gritty and edgy and funny. Just and doesn't even seem like and, an actor. No, I didn't even know it was the same woman because, like, I I actually yeah. think she's deeply hysterical on hacks. Like, I love her on mm-hmm. hacks, but this is I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, she's a device. Like, she has a you yeah, know, um, yeah, a device. I want to hug. Absolutely, no, no. She's very sweet. I I got I mean, I'm super charmed by the premise. It's like at the TV writer person in me that has never been able to create something so clean and satisfying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody wanted to redo mm-hmm. Friends, and you know, you're like, how do you do it? Because it's just people getting together. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a thing that you go. This is the show. I, the hook of this, right? I love it. I really love it. I wish. I, I think. I'm curious what the process was, like what they initially pitched and what it turned into, because it is very networky. It's very friendly. Yeah. And I don't like that there's VO at the top and the back end that is completely Br- Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. She's a writer at her computer at the end being like, you know what I learned this week? It's I, I wish it were edgier than that. You know, that makes me, you know, I have a question. A I, I really wonder, like, uh, this is true for everything right now with with film and television. And like, I really wonder if they're not trying to find what the like what the middle ground is. Right. Because it's like there's a whole slew of people that are watching Paramount Plus just to watch Yellowstone. Right. And mm-hmm. then there's the Connors, which is like not 
super sophisticated. You love the Connors, right? Oh, I love Roseanne. Oh, you love Roseanne. I can't watch the Connors. Don't like the Connors. Yeah. And, but, but maybe right. the Connors is, but the Connors is a huge hit. But it's not like a super sophisticated, edgy comedy. It's more straightforward. No, it's very yeah. typical multicam kind of thing and beloved because well, people Roseanne know the Well, Roseanne was edgy. Yeah. Roseanne was very, very edgy. And I'm imagining that the jokes on the Connors are edgy. Oh. I, feel, I tried to watch it. I didn't care for it. Okay. So I don't think that's really... I, everybody ends up happy in the end network. Right, right. I wonder, like... I disagree. <laughs> well, I uh, to be honest, I haven't... Um, I haven't watched a lot of the Connors, so I can't. I can't really speak mm-hmm. as an expert, but I. But I do. I do think it's interesting, like how networks are faring, because you really can't compete with cable, right? Right, because you just can't. Right. You don't have the same tools in your toolbox. So how do you? One thing I liked about this is like it does feel very networky, but but I liked the jokes. I mean, really, for the limitations that they have, because they're a network show, I was like, oh, like that's just good writing. Like, that's just punchy comedy. So I think now it's just a matter of they have to get people to care about Gina Rodriguez, like, mm-hmm. refinding her life. And, like, I love the outfits they put her in. She always has these crazy t-shirts and blazers on. And mm-hmm. I want to get to know more about her personal life. Like, her... I like that the show's like not about happened. her... Yeah. Yeah. I like that the show yeah. is not about her dating at all right now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of refreshing. Well, that'll come up, though. Yeah. It feels like it's coming... Pretty darn fast. It will, but it's nice that that's not the thing where she's like, am I ever going to find someone, you know? Right, right. See, and for me, the writing and the jokes are much more my speed on animal control. I find that show laugh out loud funny. I find this one heartwarming, you know, yeah. with the occasional smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not making me laugh. Yeah. But, you know. It's they're very different feels, but I agree. They're both network shows that are finding some happy medium. Yeah. You know, to give people what they want, but they can't get away with everything that you can do on streaming and cable. Mm -hmm. So I agree with that assessment. For networks, their whole business model relies on numbers and people watching. Right. Because they're they're supported Mm -hmm. by advertisers. So they have to service this audience that cable streamers don't. And mm-hmm. and that's so that's right. really I, I find that really like I feel for them because they they can't there are no numbers because of streamers like it's just not right. it's not whether or not the the sitcom is good or broad enough or like there there's nothing that you could say about it that's going to make it better or worse for numbers it's like it's just a matter of there's so much content nobody really has numbers right now because everybody's watching all these different things it feels right. like i don't know right. you know i don't know the inner yeah. inside workings of all that but it feels a little bit like you don't how can you know what's really a hit although they do say that yellowstone is a very big hit i've heard that as well <laughs> um the the writers behind this also did a show that i loved which didn't last called don't trust the bee in apartment 23 oh! which was so much edgier than this. And I loved it. So, you know, I... I I did not. (laughs) What? But you know what? I only watched, like, the pilot. And I probably hate watched Uh it because there was a time when, you know, not that I ever get petty. We've already established that. But there was a time when I was just so mad that I wasn't, like, (laughs) working on a show or on a show or whatever that I really, like, watched everything with a, like, oh, uh uh-huh, well. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this get yeah. How are we all doing? Oh yeah. Um. So the third episode that you brought up. Yeah. I watched it because I love Britney Snow. Oh. Like I have always, always found her to be so adorable yeah. and charming and talented and good at everything she does, and she did not disappoint. She plays the yeah. mean girl from high school who dies, and this was one of the times I laughed out loud. <laughs> She's taking a selfie on a hike <laughs> on top of a cliff, and she falls, and she says, but I managed to post my death selfie on the way down. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And she went for it. She was oh. she was commenting on millennials in a way I loved and on influencers. And I'm saying she, the writing was was good. Yeah. The writing was really scathing about what's wrong with that whole generation <laughs> and, and social media. And I enjoyed it. I love her. And actually, I was like, whoa, why is Britney Snow doing television? I've never seen her on a TV show. I feel like she's a movie oh. star. Am I wrong? She is, but you no, know, she's done a lot of TV. She has. She was. She had a show called American Dreams for years, and yeah. Oh, before she was a movie star, though. Yeah, I mean, she does it all. I think she does a lot of TV still. Oh, well, what do I know? I thought she was just. What a, do you know? <laughs> I'm looking her up. You thought she was just pitch perfect? Hey, oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, she is. Oh yeah, yeah, she's. Great. And I like that dilemma they posed in that. How do you write a respectful? obituary honoring the life of someone that you know to be a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what Nell was wrestling with. Like, you know, can, how can I write this? Yeah. She was awful. And I, I found that to be interesting and, you know, a, a solid setup for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's very satisfying The like the things that makes you question, like, you know, because people about their life and how they lived it and then watching her sort of figure that out. I am loving the dynamic with her and her, what do you call it now? Uh, it's not, he, they say Asperger's in the first one, then it's autistic something spectrum. His autism spectrum disorder. Autism spectrum disorder. He's funny. I love. He's very funny. Yeah. He could win a Josh Groban lookalike contest. Yeah. Let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> He's so Josh Groban-esque. Um, <laughs> He's a very good actor. Mm -hmm. And they initially got in an argument where she's like, are you are you um, Asperger's or something? And he was like, yes, I am. And it got very politically incorrect the way they were referring to it. And then the character comes back and he's like, just so you know, it's called the autism spectrum disorder. We don't say Asperger's anymore. And I thought, well, what a great way to handle that. Yeah. You know, let them say the things we all say when we step in it and we don't mean to. And then. Teach us without, I thought that was well done. I yeah. didn't finish my sentence. Teach us without lecturing or having it seem exposition-y. Yes. You know? Yeah, and it wasn't like a big dramatic moment. He just corrected her oh. and she was like, oh, sorry. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love. But I know you're not a Big Bang Theory person, but he is Sheldon Cooper. Yeah. They're ripping off so much of Sheldon Cooper. <sighs> having contracts. He's like, you agreed when you moved in, you wouldn't have a party that's not allowed in your contract. That is exactly from Big Bang Theory. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what my mama always said. Uh, 
No, you know, like I, 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 I hear that, but like, there's, yeah, there's a lot of prototypes, but it makes me mm-hmm. laugh. I enjoy there. Does something that feels fresher about it, like his whole thing with the poop bags and him being very. What I like about him, and I don't know if Sheldon was like this. I don't know if Sheldon was like this. This guy's very self-aware. I once, um, I was doing a, I was working on a creative project with a guy who's like super math, and he, you know is very upfront about his autism spectrum disorder, like very upfront. He will say to you right away, oh, and I don't read cues. So you have to tell me exactly if this is annoying, if this is that you you have to tell me, I don't understand mm-hmm. subtext at all. And he mm-hmm. said this to me every single time we had a conversation. And then when mm-hmm. I would absolutely say, yes, you need to drop this, he'd be like, you really need to tell me when I when I need to drop something. And I'm like, that those are the words I'm using. And yes, I am telling you that right now. <laughs> like, it was, but I loved, I had never had anybody do that with me. One time I had a mm-hmm. woman who was like, hey, I'm a lot and uh, don't just get mad at me and then walk away. Like, talk to me about it because I know that I do this thing and I'm working on it, but I'm saying this up front so that when it happens. And now, and here we are 25 years later after <laughs> I said that. Right? It all worked out. It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get mad and just talk. Well, I still talk about you behind your back, but that's just because we're on Perfect. a we're on a podcast together. And you yeah. know, people want to hear the dirty behind the scenes dirt. <laughs> well, how could they hear dirty behind the scenes dirt about the man cave? Oh. Out of curiosity, is there a way to get in in on the action? There actually is. There's a, a a place you can go. It's called the Discord, guys. It's a group chat. Mancave.com/discord. Um, yeah, we we post videos and pictures and crazy, funny one-liners. I mean, really primo stuff. Like if the <laughs> writers <laughs> and just yeah, we all just chat with each other. It's fun. Well. And I was specifically thinking of becoming a Fandy. Oh, yes. So if you go to mancave.com slash Fandy, five bucks a month gets you, we do a pre-show where we talk about the real dirt and it gets you a birthday message and all sorts of fun bonus content from the Mandy. So that's what I was thinking. If you... I didn't read your mind. If you want the real... No, that's okay. (laughs) If you want the real behind the scenes stuff, become a Fandy, mancave.com slash Fandy. Bandy. Yeah, Thank you. we should tell them everything, don't you think? Uh, the Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, music by Ian Post, engineering by Pete Wright. Thank you, Pete. And uh, we've already said the thing about the bandies. And also, guys, we have merch. You should you should check out our merch. We have uh, mancave.com slash merch. A lot of the one-liners and fabulous jokes that happen in the Man Cave end up on coffee mugs, and it is the joy of my life. So if you want to take us with you to work, although nobody really goes to work, take us to your Zoom. Uh, please do go get your merch at mancave.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review for us. Yes. We will give you a shout out on the air. We love reviews because we that's another way to hear from people what they like and what they're thinking. Yes, so. yes. And we're all about feedback. Like we say we're independent artists, but really we're just whores for your appreciation. So thank you. I think we've made that abundantly clear. Have we though? <laughs> Have we? I feel like we need to do a YouTube video about it. Okay. Well, uh, you know what is not dead yet? is this game <laughs> that I'm about, that we're about to play. Uh, yeah. Or are we skipping man jobs oh, intentionally? Oh, God, no. Or? Sorry, we jumped ahead with the, we jumped to the, 
I well, it went out of like order. Segue, and you know I love segues. No, usually so. I'm more playful and spontaneous than this. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Let's you're, give it. You're very rigid. Let's give it man jobs. Um, let's give it man jobs. I I'll go first. I I really like it. Honestly, I give it four man jobs because I love the writing. I love the actors. I. I love that there's a little bit of heart in it. That's the thing that's usually missing for me from just standard, straightforward comedy is like, even though I laugh and I I think it's fun, it doesn't make me go back like an episode of Succession or <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Severance or any of the other S shows. What, succession, the the most full of heart show on TV. Oh, the drama. You want. I, I know. I love watching those people suffer and knit at each other. I'm not, I don't know why it's so, they're so horrible to each other. And I love, I love it. It's also funny. It makes me laugh. It's horrible. And I love it. It is funny. Yeah. No, um, I, I would give this three and I do enjoy the heart. It's not making me laugh, but it is making me feel and care and want to see what's happening to these people. But you said, usually heart is missing. And we've written together. You know, I never want heart. That's true. I you want don't. fart jokes and I want and I <laughs> dirty references yeah. and for some reason, cruelty to animals. That gets me going. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. So, right. So I I think that people I think it's a good marriage of heart and humor. Yeah. That and it's a big hit for ABC, I think. And people are liking it and I hear good feedback. So, yeah, I think I see the reasons for that. Yeah. And I'm glad for that because I want more sitcoms. Always. I want more sitcoms. Yeah. With female leads and voices and they're like 22 minute episodes it's real like a little dip into something fun and you get a few laughs and then you're out and on with your day it's real good and i will say and if it gets no go ahead if it gets a season two the the guest stars will be exciting to see who's coming you know yeah they got some good people just one episode and it's really the heart of the show is that guest star and what they need to finish before they pass on. Yeah, it's a so. great opportunity for celebrity cameos. So don't don't book out, you know. I'm available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't book up season two just yet. <laughs> um, I think it's funny, like, I don't know. You're such a planner. I don't know mm. how you ever decided to get into the entertainment business. This occurred to me actually this morning. I'm like, how did you decide to do this? Because you can't plan anything in the entertainment business except uh, when we're going to do our podcast. That's what you could plan. But you know what I mean? Like, how do you live with the What's going to happen of it all? I drink. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, well, the other thing, okay, so we're, can we get to our game? We're going to get to our game now. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I, that I know also gives you, I was, I'm, I'm glad you wanted to watch this because I know that like any talk of death and stuff like, you know, is not good for you. Like it's also something that Correct. you cannot plan. And uh, you have to be spontaneous. It's largely an improv situation. Um, But we're not going to do any of that. We are going to play a game. You are going to have 60 seconds. I love a timer. I know you do. I'm looking for my timer. Where's my timer? Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm going to set the timer. Yeah. I am going to uh, give you clues on shows, either television shows or movies that have either dead or death mm-hmm. in the title, or they are about death-related things. Okay? Okay. And you mm-hmm. are going to 
have to guess these in 60 seconds. I have quite a few of them, but I'm very confident I have quite a few because you're really good at this stuff. So to quote Monica Geller, I love a lightning round. (laughs) I'm so good at lightning rounds. You are. Okay. Are you ready? I think you're going to, I think you're going to nail this. I think they're going to be blown away. Ready? And go. Christina Applegate. And uh, the the Netflix uh, show. Yes. Uh, This is, I want my $2. A movie from like the 90s. That was the famous. John Cusack was in it. Uh, Okay, we're going to pass. Say anything? Nope. We're going to pass on that one. All right. Hugh Grant. Better off dead. There you go. Better off dead. Hugh Grant. um, Four weddings and a funeral. Yes. Uh, This is the famous zombie TV thing that's been on forever. AMC. Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, This was the one where William Hurt plays a corpse. Uh, and then Mary Kay Place is in it, and Glenn Close, and Kevin Klein. Big chill. Yes. Uh, this is um, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. Uh, oh, she devil. Bette Midler. No, it's um, they. she dies. She takes a youth serum to come back to her boyfriend. Pass. Okay, we'll pass that one. Uh, these are vampires who have a funny show, and it's Takita Wakarate, the, the show. Oh, uh, what we do in the show. Yes. This is my old captain, my captain. Yes, this is I See Dead People. Six of Yes. Uh, this is a Nicole Kidman move. Oh, we're up. We're up. Okay, okay. Deadcom. 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 Dead okay, I'm going to count that one. All right, you did great. So you got... Okay, big, big correction. What? William Hurt didn't play the, the court. <gasps> Kevin Costner was Oh my the God, I'm William an asshole. The- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I said the wrong thing. I would have gotten like... Four more. Would you have? Okay. okay. Well, we went over a few seconds. So, all right. Okay. Well, you actually did great. You got almost everything. You got better off dead, which I had passed initially. The only one you missed was death becomes her. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay. And I honestly I, didn't totally it, it, know the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I've seen it. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. Maybe I saw it a while ago. But I remembered that Meryl Streep it. and Bette Midler were in a comedy and it didn't. I don't know if it went so. I don't think you're correct about that, that it was Bette Midler. It was. It was Meryl Streep. You looked it up? I did. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bette Midler. It was the three of them. Comes her Bette Midler? Yeah. And Bruce Willis, I just saw. And it was was directed by Robert Zemeckis. God, if I die, I want to come back as Robert Zemeckis because he got to direct the very, very best of the best. I don't see Bette Midler's name. I hate to be a stickler. Really? There's no Bette Midler. What? Yeah. I Googled it. Was it was Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. It didn't say Bette Midler? Maybe no. I read an article or something. Oh, that's really weird. Deborah Jo Rupp, who I enjoy. Uh, oh, my God. No Bette Midler. God, I'm on fire. Being Whoa. right all the time is Where did... so satisfying. Oh, my God. You're right. Where did I see Bette Midler's name? Maybe I did. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. That... Then I guess technically you would have gotten you would have gotten that one too. That was really well done. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, congratulations! God, I love a lightning round. Yeah, Thank you. You're welcome. I just made so many dreams come true. <laughs> and I'm about to make your dreams come true. Okay, I I feel sarcasm, but let's hear it. As referred to uh, last week when we recorded, we are going to watch Chicago. Chicago. Oh, great. Great for you. We'll see how I feel about it. I, it's it, To me, it's like it was created literally just for me. <laughs> right? The cast, the right, the music, yeah. the, the references. It was... Yeah. 
It was very thoughtful of all those people to put in all that work to make a show just for me. Yeah, I'm going to love it. So thank you. If I loved up here, I'm definitely going to love Chicago. Also, because I love that music. If they're going to do that style of music, is that what the deal is? It's no, it's I'll let you discover it. They're going to in the same way Schmigadoon wasn't only Brigadoon. It was lots of references to other things and takeoffs. This one is lots of takeoffs of 60s, 70s. Musicals. Great. Okay, I have a question. Um, do yes. do I have to have watched the first season to understand the second one? I guess that'll be. I, I'm not quite sure. All right, we'll see. Okay. All right. You can ask Pete. I know Pete is watching Chicago, so you can ask him. Okay. Um, it's on Apple TV. If anyone wants to watch and join us in the discussion. All right. I'll see you All in right. Chicago. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Oh, 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 oh,